Today in the studio, folks, we got Eric McNeil. Say hello to Eric. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me, Brad. Dude, if you guys ain't following Eric, at Eric underscore McNeil, just like it sounds, M-C-N-E-I-L, or you go to DFFI group. What is it? D-F-I-G-R-P. D-F-I-G-R-P. I see two eyes. Hold on. He ain't lying, folks. D-F-I-G-R-P. This is what happens when you get old, bro. Hey. Since about 49, started to get blurry. Now I'm 53, and it's like, shit, dude. It looks <laughs> like there's two eyes. I don't even see any. I assure you there's one. D-F-I-G-R-P.com. Now, Eric, you're an investment and business growth strategist, says here. Yes, sir. Now, when you say business growth, to me, it means like you can go in and help someone grow their business. It's true. Yep. But how do you know how to do that? So we have a special way of doing it. It's just the build, scale, sales strategy, right? So we really want to dissect from the ground up. Even if we're already making six figures, seven figures, there's always like that plateau, right? That you want to overcome. And so a lot of it is coming, going back to its roots of properly building it, properly scaling it. So a lot of it is like the branding, the marketing, your story, your why. And then in the scaling, like, are you automating it? Cause a lot of people are, you know, you're hitting those six, seven figures, you're feeling good, you're happy, but you lose your time. Right. And so any idiot can hit a million dollars, but who can retain it? Um, and then well, not every idiot. I think a lot can, I think it, a lot of it can be dumb luck. You can hit it once you can strike gold once, but to, you know, it's like in UFC, right? You're not a champ until you can retain the title, right? Defend the belt. And I think it's the same thing in business. I don't agree with that though. Really? Why? You're a champ when you win the fucking belt. Okay. But isn't there a next level though? Like to, to sure defend is. the belt, but you're a right? champion when, when, when you win the belt. I agree. I think you, you win it. that bitch. You're a champion. The question is, <laughs> can you remain the champion? Yes. Can and those are the ones the that title? go down. Right. And those are the ones that go down in history. Right. I mean, you think of anybody who's a current champion, but you think of like the great to have consistently gone and defended the belt. Well, I want to, I want to quiz you on your knowledge. Sure. Cause you're only what? 30. Yeah. I just hit 30. Yeah. Do you feel intimidated in any way because I'm 53? Uh, no. Now, let me ask you why I say that. Sure. Do you think you're smarter than you were at 20? I think I'm smarter than I was at 30 or 20. And do you think you'll be smarter at 40? Hope so. Well, you will be. <laughs> you don't hope so. You don't want to go backwards, bro. Yeah. You'll get, you'll get smarter as time goes on just because of experience. The question is, is what kind of experience did you have? And then what'd you learn from it? Most people don't learn shit that's the problem with most people that's right. why that's why people reach out to you to grow their business like how, how, how do they not know how to grow their business because when you walk in there and start telling them how to grow their business it's basic fundamentals right and then they're they're just not doing them right and then you kind of hold them accountable to doing them you make them feel like like an idiot for <laughs> not for not like realizing it themselves yep and it happens all the time dude it's freaking crazy now, how long you been doing this, helping people? Um, three years or so, about three years. Okay, so so what made you do all this? Like you were working at a, you, you said you were a financial planner at a bank. Correct. Then you said, screw it, I'm just going to quit, go out and start a business. Yeah, I've been wanting to do it for quite some time. My wife and I, uh, I mean, we were doing well, right, in, in our standards, right? Um, we Living felt where? Good. Uh, Arizona. Yeah, so we're happy in Arizona, doing an okay job. You still there? Uh, no, we're in Utah now. Oh, okay. Um, and so what happened was 
we, we got pregnant in 2017 and, um, that's where I kind of had those reality checks where my, okay, like I don't, I want to be able to be successful and have time with my kids, but I'm also pretty capped at what I'm doing at my work. Right. Um, and so we're going through that process and for a long time we both had a, like, we both felt strongly about kind of doing my own thing and also being in Utah, but why Utah? You Mormon? I don't know. We, we are. Yes. But for some reason, like you wanted to Mecca home. Ah, uh, right. <laughs> no, it was actually really funny. Like in Arizona, like that culture, like I just, I didn't love it. Like I didn't want to be surrounded by, it. I don't know. It's just a different vibe. So for me, I was like, I love Arizona. Um, but for some reason, anytime we visited family in Utah, we're just like, man, like the energy here is infectious. Like yeah. people want to help people, not just like on the spiritual especially, side, but like in especially work. Especially Mormons. It's crazy. That community is so strong. Dude, my brother's Mormon. He, he really? Think, he, he said our whole family used to be Mormon until my grandma came along. <laughs> she was Spanish. She turned everybody Catholic, oh, supposedly. But I don't, I mean, I don't think Catholic uh, or, or Mormon are correct everybody's got their own. My, my thing is I think there's some truth and every, all the rest are just derivatives of the truth over time. Mm. But my brother says, Nope, Mormons, the deal. But dude, listen, every Mormon, I know nicest people. Um, but they freaking help each other. Like it's going out of style. Yeah. It's such a strong, so so do the Jewish. Yeah. Like I was, I was going to be Jewish one time. I said, (laughs) man, how do I get to be Jewish? Yeah. Why? Well, because they freaking stick together, man. It's such a strong like community. I don't and know why everybody thing. doesn't stick together. You would think there should be one race, right? Like I mean, we all should just well, stick there is one and help each other. Exactly, the human race. Exactly, and that's but, what we're getting. But at. going back, so you so you guys had to get home because you realize, man, you're gonna get way more support up there. Plus, it's family. It's freaking, you know. Yeah. Well. It was this thing where even Mark Zuckerberg came to Utah and he was talking about how you got Silicon Valley right on the coast. And he was like, Utah is Silicon Slopes. Like this is where, this is where entrepreneurs like come to thrive. And he was like, if I started a new business, it would be in Utah because of how every single business there is like a self-started business. Right. And so we just felt that energy every time we came out and we love the mountains. So we're like, okay, look, you know, this is where we want to be. Um, but then in September of 2017, uh, we were 23 weeks along pregnant. So we're getting ready to get into the third trimester and we're like, Hey, let's have a quick little baby moon. We had twins on the way. So like, what's a baby moon, like a honeymoon. Yeah. It's like a honey. It's like our last little hoorah before we start raising kids. (laughs) And so we're like, okay, we're excited to get going. So we go to Mexico. All right. We go down to Rocky point. So this is only like four hours South of where we're from. Right. So we're in Mexico and at like five in the morning, Kelly's water broke. Mm. And so she's like paced around the room, like freaking out. And she woke me up because I didn't know what was going on. She just thought she was sick, you know, had a bad talk or something. I don't know. And I was like, oh my gosh, like this is really happening. And so we got like my cousins and everybody together. We were, we're standing at like a little vacation home together uh, and took her down, try to get to a hospital, but there's not like a hospital low nearby in Rocky point. They just had like an urgent care. And so we get there and uh, this, there's like Kelly in one, like, I don't know, a stall, if you will, right. Little area. And right next to it, there's this kid crying and the kid had like salt water from the ocean in his eye. And then Kelly's about to like give birth. So it's like, you can only understand like the doctors in that room, like guys, we are not made for this. Right. Um, and it was just such a traumatic experience. Like I speak Spanish fluently. So I was able to like, at least talk and like help translate a little bit what's going on for her. And then thank God, huh? 
That was big, man. Dude, that, if you didn't speak English or, or Spanish, you'd have been well, yeah, way screwed. It was terrifying. None of them spoke any English, not a word. And so we had to get like Gila Ben on the phone and Aho on the phone. And then they did like an ultrasound with like 1970s material. Like it was just outdated stuff. Anyway, got her to the border, uh, picked her up in the helicopter, dropped her off at the at the um, hospital, and then I had to drive separately. So it was like a two-hour drive, just excruciating, right? Um, we get there, and we're able to deliver our babies. Uh, it was a beautiful experience, even though it was a traumatic experience. It was very beautiful. I, I don't think but early. That, very early, yeah. So 23 weeks. So when we got there, the doctor asked me, he's like, how far along is your wife? I was like, I don't know, 23, 24 weeks. He's like, dude, like it's one or the other because 23 weeks, you got like a, like a 20% chance of living 24 weeks. You got like 60, 70% chance of living. And because that week is just so fundamental to their growth. And, um, and then obviously the babies were delivered and during that time, like I just felt so calm. Like it was just such a peaceful thing, just being with the family. Right. Um, and having the kids and even though it was a traumatic experience, like I was able to just see this. Right. And so now fast forward throughout the week, we're obviously there in the NICU. Um, and, uh, after four days, our first daughter passed. And then, uh, three days later, the second daughter passed. And I just remember, uh, just their resilience, like their fight to live in that zest. Um, and I just like kind of looked at Kelly and I'm just sitting there thinking, I'm like, man, like, and that's where it like hit me like hard that like everybody dies, but not everybody lives and everything hit me at once. I'm like, I'm in a job that like, I like, I'm in a career I love, but not the job I love. Like, I know I can do so much better for myself. Like, what are we doing? If we feel prompted, we need to leave and move. Why aren't we doing it? Why are we sitting at home and not doing anything? And since that moment, like any thought I've had, if it's positive, I do it regardless. If it's a positive thought, like I say it, I'll text people. I do things like I'm just, I got done of just sitting and letting life happen. I'm like, I'm going to like live, you know, for the girls, like, cause I saw like their fight and their resilience. So I'm like, man, if, if they were fighting this hard to live, to do something, I need to do the same. Mm, that's a good freaking powerful reason behind you. Um, so, so you quit your job mm. and then you started you just said, screw it. I'm going to start Diamond Financial Group. Yeah. Moved to Utah, knew like 10 people <laughs> and just got busy, man. I and got I, super busy. How did you like start getting customers? So it, that's what was so funny is the first year um, I moved out or we moved out. Sorry, we moved out and I was super pumped. I'm like, man, I'm going to kill this. Like I'm really, really good at sales. I'm good at closing people. And man, I made a whole whopping like 20 grand. <laughs> I was like super pumped. I, I, I was pumped going into it and I made my 20. I'm like, dude, this is wrong. What Where were you happened? pitching them? That's the thing is like, I was trying to get all these sit downs. I was trying to sell everybody. I'm new to people. And so I'm like, Hey, it's great sell to meet what, you though. Uh, the financial, financial freedom. So I'm like, Hey, let's sit down. Let's review your, your portfolio. Let's make sure you have protection, your investments. You're trying to sell good. insurance. You're trying yeah, to sell life insurance, investments, all that stuff. Right. And so it kept coming off like really salesy and like people were like, yeah, like I got a guy I'm like, and I had great objections to overcome and like it was working, but then they're like, yeah, we'll see. Or I'm not in a spot. And then mind you, this was COVID 2020, we moved January one, 2020. And so people are less on the offensive and more, you know, scarcity. And one day I came home and I was like, Kelly, this ain't working. So what I got to do is we just broke. 
No, we were still doing okay. I mean, we, we sold our house at a profit. So we we're like living on savings Then I did okay. And then she also had a job. So like we were doing enough, right? We we're okay. Um, but by no means where we wanted to be. Um, where did you want to be? Freedom, man. And, and the freedom isn't a dollar amount, right? Like, and I, and that's why I can get to in here a second is like, as we started scaling, I kept thinking it was a dollar. Cause once I hit a quarter and then I hit a half and then I hit a million, I'm like, these numbers like aren't bringing me fulfillment. Like it still didn't feel like a lot of money. I don't know if you've ever felt that in your experience, like as you're growing, like you hit a dollar amount and you're like, dude, that doesn't feel like a lot of money. Like it, I remember even you even talked about like, you don't start living to hit a quarter. Like that's where life kind of starts. Like that's where you can actually invest a little bit and kind of live, you know, comfortably. And so that's where I was like, okay, I just need you to trust me. I'm not selling anybody anything. And I'm just going to shake hands for the next year. That's it. And every single person I met, you know, it's like, Brad, like, what do you do? Great. Oh, actually, you know, what? I think I got someone I can introduce to you. Let me make a quick intro. Hey, let me know how that goes. Great meeting you. And I leave. And they're like, holy crap, this guy just like gave me a client and he didn't ask for anything. He didn't ask for a sit down, didn't ask for anything. And I started doing this and slowly, but surely like, for some reason, man, business just started like flooding to me. It was crazy. And then from there, I didn't have to sell a single thing. It was just, Eric, what do you do? Well, I do this. And I started closing client after client after client. And it just became so easy that it wasn't like, I haven't sold a thing in like three years. Like it's just been sit downs, shaking hands. And you know, it's much like what you said, like the more hands you shake, the more money you make. And I genuinely believe that because like I'm a testament of it, you know? What uh, you said earlier, you help athletes. Mm -hmm. like how'd you get into athletes? Um, I grew up in that world, and I and I love sports, and I I always wanted, I always knew, like if I didn't go pro, I wanted to work with pros. Like it's just, I don't know, just our our style. Like I just love being around them, right? And so it started with a couple of small athletes here and there. Um, we also do a lot of like e-commerce stuff. And so that's one way I got, uh, athletes in was we were selling like these automated stores online. Right. And so we <laughs> like get like Shopify stores. Yeah. Yeah. We do like, so that's how I got started. We did like Shopify. Then we did like Amazon. We did Walmart. I mean, we've done everything like selling stuff online. And then, um, a couple of athletes, um, came to us. It all kind of got started through like an agent. So I got connected to an agent um, did a good job with him, built a great relationship, got an introduction to one of his athletes. And then it just snowballed from there, like meeting him, met another friend, met another friend. And then it turned out like I went out to, um, a Super Bowl party at, with Lee Steinberg, the guy from like, show yeah. me the money, Jerry Maguire. Right. I was supposed to beat that. Oh, were you missed you, man? <laughs> so we went there and like went, we made, we actually, it's like this suit was like, Ed? uh, who's Ed? Ed Milet. Oh no. Is he there? I think he was there. Yeah. I didn't see Ed. No, I'd love to meet Ed. Um, but yeah, we made the suit for, uh, for, uh, Mr. Steinberg. Um, and so we were there and then I even met even more athletes. Right. And then it just kept snowballing. And now it's like, now these agents are like, oh, Holy cow, like this Eric dude, like what's he doing? And it's like, I'm helping these athletes understand that you have a shelf life in the league. And then when you leave, what are you doing? Right. Because once you're rich, the family thinks we're rich. We made it, right? And so you need that buffer between you and your family to help you responsibly grow. And then it's not just managing the money because like, I think very few financial advisors like that work with athletes in the league are actually doing business coaching. Like, They can help you find a deal. Hey, this investment came across my table. What do you think? 
oh yeah, I got the money, do it. And that's not the idea. Like I want to be able to teach these guys so much that they can function without me. But once I realized that, like that's where things really took off. Right. So I was, I was taught something a while ago that like your free shit's gotta be better than their paid shit plain and simple. And so I started telling people that like, Hey, look, like I can show you for free. Like I'm going to teach you all this value. And then they're like, man, why in the world am I going to go pay this, you know, guru? And I don't even know anything that they're offering. And so now I started helping these guys build their brand, uh, build a business and like really get into who they are, like not just an athlete, but like what drives them and then help them hone in on that during and after their time in the league. Where, where can listeners go find this free shit? Uh, so that's us on my discord. So if you go to my, on my Instagram, so Eric underscore McNeil, the link in my bio is joined to my discord. So you can, everybody can join for free. It's a free discord. And then as you want more access to me, it's a, a premium subscription, 99 bucks a month. So that's where I'm like, okay, I can have free offers a hundred bucks a month. And then inside of that, we have like investment opportunities. Yeah, but you're saying free shit is better than most people's page. Oh, it, it's true. Like I have different so, eBooks. So, I got, but all the listeners, they should just go get the free shit and see come, if they feel the same way. A hundred percent. That's why, and that's why I made it that way. So I have, um, everything inside that discord chat, including, you know, like my YouTube, the podcast, like they can come in there and go listen and hear like a lot of this stuff. I've got eBooks that I've made. I've spent a lot of time and money and stuff and put it into this discord chat. For why, free. why the discord? I keep hearing about discord. A lot of the youngsters are on yeah. discord. Why discord? Um, Do I it's, need a it's discord a channel? I think is it a you channel? should, man. Is yeah, it, it an is. Account? It is. So a lot of people got started doing it when they did like these NFT projects. Yeah. And that's what sparked but my what interest. Is it? Just like a chat room. It is. Yeah. So a lot of people use it for like gaming. That's yeah, but how it's a chat room, right? Yeah, exactly. And so you can have different channels inside of it. And so, so it's so like, if, so if I started a discord for, let's say sales, mm -hmm. I just invite everyone. Hey, we talk about sales and discord, but is it me talking? You can do it. Or you can have a bot or you can have one of your team members run it. It's up to you. But then, but then it's not me. I do. So I do mine stuff personally. So I have some stuff automated. Of course, as soon as you, as soon as somebody joins it, the bot is like, Hey, welcome. Go to this channel. I go to like this start here inside the start here. I made a video that explains the entire channel. So like inside of it, you have like start here. Then you have free eBooks, websites. Um, but that's where this free shit is. People yeah. just, and is it all financial stuff? Uh, and business growth stuff. So like there's, and then I even put in like, I found this thread of over a hundred different threads that kind of like for self-improvement, like on Twitter. So you can go down this rabbit hole of like cognition and like how to talk to people, how to control your emotion. And so there's really cool stuff like that. And then there's another thing that I do with my 21 day challenge. It's similar to 75 hard, but 21 days to create a habit. So I was like, look, we'll, we'll create 10 positive habits within 21 days. And everyone's like, well, how does this have anything to do with business? I'm like everything. Like you wake up, you do your affirmations, you do your breathing, you do your stretching, you take a cold shower and you had to do like, do um, you do that? I do. Yep. You take a day. cold shower the last 30 seconds. So I get clean with my nice warm shower and then I do 30 seconds of just mental toughness, man. Just put it on cold sit and breathe through it. Uh, it's really great for your body and your mind. How cold does it get? Man, I don't got a thermometer or anything, but it's cold enough to cause I get try your to nippies hard and it's not that cold. <laughs> yeah. Mine get cold. And we're in Utah. So. Utah might get cold. Yeah, our pipes are a little colder than Oregon pipes. gets cold. Cold mm -hmm. water comes right out of the. Well, tap. you can do cold plunges. Have you ever seen those? So a lot of yeah, people but, do like the sauna to a cold plunge. You yeah, got like but the they're big very tub. inconvenient. You see these guys on social media carrying the bags of ice to the bathtub. Yeah, I'm like, dude, I ain't going through that bullshit. <laughs> get your team to do it, man. No, either fucking install a cold plunge tub that's just yeah. like it's cold and it's clean, mm -hmm. and you just get in it and get out. 
Yep. I'd do that, but I'm not going to pack in ice every day. No, and that's why we just do it in the shower. Like, it's cold enough. Like, it's just invigorating. And not only that, like, I know people that live to 110 years old. They, number one, they've never took a cold plunge their whole fucking life. <laughs> yeah. Okay. They ate like shit. Yeah. Okay? They even smoked mm-hmm. and lived to old age. Yeah. Now, that's not everybody. What's yeah. cold plunging? So it's a, it's just a lot of stuff with like the infl- inflammation, right? And it's great for your mind. Get you get your day going because there's a lot of times where you wake up like I kind of have it like my victorious morning. Like if I need to at least control it, maybe is it he, won't live to 110. See bullshit? No. See cold every morning? Oh yeah, she started doing it too. She's doing a good job with it. Just cold for 30 seconds. That ain't doing it. FYI, guys. Oh, I know, but it, it's you good enough for me. You need to get in me. there for like four minutes or some cold no, shit. I, hey, look. You go look up Wim Hof. I've never seen him say, just sprinkle yourself for 30 <laughs> minutes with cold water. Although, if it makes you go, yes, that's all that really counts. Because when I turn it cold and I, and, and I have on occasion where it is cold enough and it's like, oh, but 30 seconds seems like not long enough. Uh, the 30 seconds. There's a few things that are really long. 30 seconds of microwave is fast, but a 30 second plank. 30 seconds on the treadmill, 30 seconds on the cold plunge. Those feel like a good 30 minutes. Well, I'm going to I'm gonna be getting in <laughs> massive shape over the next three months. Mm-hmm. Watch. If you follow me, you'll see. Okay. I don't post shit on social media, me working out and what I'm doing, but you'll see me all of a sudden. Man, he looks buffer and buffer. Yeah. Get a little bit of that chin line a little bit. Oh, yeah. I'm going to get it all <laughs> dialed in. I'm getting it all dialed in. You'll see, man. Well, I have to look good by, I have six weeks. We have, uh, I'm hosting a mastermind. Another thing with like the business growth stuff out in Miami. So we rented a yacht for the day and we're just going to get a bunch of business minds. Um, and actually, you know, Nick Santos Sistanzo, um, he spoke with you out in Utah. Um, he's going to be out there as well. And we hired a couple other speakers. So I got to make sure I'm looking nice and poppy out on the Miami beach, man. <laughs> yeah. You got to get freaking nice. And what'd you say? Poppy. What's that? Like poppy, man. Like poppy chulo. Like looking good. <laughs> Who does people say you look like? Yeah. She looks like, um, I don't even know her name, but she used to be in like that. She was a witch or something. Yeah. Really? What, 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 what's that look, girl's name? Yeah. I bet you I pull up a picture. You'll be like, oh yeah. Okay. So, so dude, now you're just spending your time showing people how to scale their business. Give, give me two ways to scale a business. Number one is automate, man. You have to be able to learn how to automate. Uh, you need a system in place. Um, so things that you really want to focus on are like people, process, product. So if you have the right people in your system, you can scale. If you have the right processes in order, you get your time back. And then, of course, the product. So depending on what you're trying to scale. What about training? That's big, man. Like, so, but I, even at that, like I would even automate the training. Cause I went through the same thing where I'm trying to grow and try to get my time back because I mean, you've heard it too, right? Everyone gets 24 hours in a day, but no, like the people who are efficient, you get 48, you know, 60 hours a day because you're hiring people to do the same thing that you're doing. Um, and even at that, like I hire one person who's like my VP of sales. He helps me with the hiring, onboarding training, and then the ongoing management. Cause like, yeah, I can still work with these people, but if I spend my time onboarding and, and teaching my people how to do what I do, then I have no time to do what I do. Like it's all about time freedom. People think that they want financial freedom, but it's time freedom. Like that's what the end goal is. So this 2K investment and then turned it into an eight figure company. What was the eight figure company? 
the e-commerce stuff that we do online. So we do like the marketing. So we ended up growing. I mean, we were, we were building these automated stores for people. We we're selling them anywhere from 30 to 45,000. And then we had a profit share with them. And we have, I don't know, something like 200 stores right now. Something like that that we're up managing. Yeah, I've heard of that. Mm-hmm. People doing that. I tried it. I didn't like the shit. Really? You guys still do it? Yeah. Well, a lot of people did it differently where they just did it like sh- no, we won't my, get into the weeds about it, right? They, they did it one way, but we're we're kind of changing the way that people are doing it just because, like, you're getting, like, your suspensions, you're getting turned down. Yeah, it's see, like, like I, I provided my Platinum American Express yep. so it wouldn't shut down. Yep. And it's still shut down. Con, cur, you know, security check, security check, security check. Like, people buying, 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 all kinds of shit. You see all these charges and notifications coming through. I'm like, I don't know. Is this legit? Is this fraud? What is this? Uh, yeah. What is all this? Yeah. And so, oh, no, no. It's just people buying shit and you have to pay for it in advance. And I'm like, okay, whatever. So I'm, I see my card go up 12, 15,000. And then, boom, I'm suspended. I'm like, what am I suspended for? Oh, well, they suspend because whatever reason. We'll get it unsuspended. So it took like three months to get it uns three months to get it unsuspended, and they're not paying you for that fifteen G's. But you better pay your damn American. You better Express pay bill. them. You better pay your bill. Yeah. So I'm yeah. paying. I'm paying fifteen grand, but I'm not getting anything back. I'm suspended. I, I don't like the notifications. I don't know what's fraud, what's not fraud. Yeah. It was constantly getting like flagged, and yep. I just said, "Dude, stop! I don't want to do this anymore." Yeah. And that, and it's just like a dangerous road, right? Like that's what kind of sucks is like, you see people have been doing it for five, six years. Right. And like someone they, has to deal with that bullshit. Is that what you do? Yes. Right. And so the, I think there are very few people, like very few, like legitimate agencies that are actually knowing how to do this. And then now the only problem is all these different people like overseas are DMing you on Instagram. Like, Hey, this is what I do. I can help you. They're like, Oh sweet. I want to make a lot of money. And they have no idea how to do any of the back end, And now they're causing headaches to people like yourself. Now, when you talk to people, do you eventually say, do you want a store? Like, do you still build people's stores? Yeah, but I got a team to do it because when I, I, I'm a fiduciary, right? With the financial planning. So I can't just be like, hey, look, let me help you with your life insurance, your investments, this. And by the way, I have this super high risk opportunity for you. It's like, that's not a fiduciary, right? But however, I can be like, hey, look, I got a team. I have an opportunity. If you want to go chat with them, by all means go talk to them. And so that's the way I kind of like segregate the two. Well, why don't you build like a huge financial agency? So, cause, cause you can, this, this is a great time to kind of like talk about it. So that's what McNeil capital is. So we haven't launched or talk, like mentioned it to the public yet, but yeah, like I have, uh, funds like put together and we're going to be raising capital this summer. And it's going to be a massive way for people to get into like different real estate ventures. Um, uh, we're doing like on the mobile home side, motels, hotels, like it's, it's, it'll be a really cool opportunity for people and it's debt raising. So you're going to be getting, I can't say guaranteed, right. But like that fixed percentage and we can't disclose that yet, but you're going to get a, a really attractive percentage coming back every single month, uh, during your time in the venture. So it's going to be a really cool opportunity. And then last but not least, you, uh, when you're talking about scaling a business, you said people, product, and processes? People, process, product. Processes yeah. and mm-hmm. product. What's the product part? 
it's it's whatever you're selling so it's like that's why that's why like it feels cookie cutter on the outside because it's just a simple process right but then once i find out what you're doing okay let's sit down and let's really dissect what it is that you're selling so for example this last week i had two clients fly out to come visit with me one's in construction and one's in hospitality so i helped the one guy in construction how to automate what he's doing and he's currently doing like 250 300 and when we put like a realistic blueprint not just like the pixie dust like this is sounds pretty but like an actual plan of attack and like a realistic strategy and like mess with some pricing to get to about two million a year so like right around 10xing what he was doing and the same thing with the client in hospitality so he's got two motels and looking to scale and i'm like okay when we got into like what do you owe on these like you know find out the equity what's the business structure blah 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 and now i plugged him in so he's on the other side of the country and i plugged him in with one of my connections who's also like one of the top brokers in the country and i'm like okay you guys need to talk and and that's where the real the big thing is is my network and so when people come in to do some coaching with me it's not just working with eric it's every Everybody that I've met who's really plugged in, that's going to help you scale. So how am I able to get someone from the West Coast to East Coast now turn this business into probably 20 times what he's currently doing? And yeah. so really the way, yeah, I'm sorry. When, when you say product, it's, it's tailored to what you're selling. How can I help you get the right people and process in place to help build your product? Yeah, because like, do you have a system and a, like a process you go through when you take over? Like how, how would you know how to help me grow this business? Um, and it's similar to what you said earlier, where it's kind of like, you feel like a dummy once you kind of ask, it's a lot of it is the fundamental stuff, um, of building and scaling. And so I would just come in look at what you're currently doing, get an idea. And obviously it, the more transparent you are, the more helpful I could be. And that's where like a lot of people have a little bit of hang up. We don't want to like get too in depth with what they're currently doing. But if I can understand like what your price points are, like who your target audience is, um, and how you're currently going after them, then we can like really make some tweaks. Um, cause that's like the biggest part is a lot of people would say like, well, I work with everybody or whoever may be interested. Right. But it's like, I mean, if you don't know what you're fishing for, you'll never catch fish. That's a fact. So interesting. Cause I'm trying to figure out like, you know, why don't you build a big financial agency? Like to me, insurance, big opportunity. Big. I started real financial. Real financial, that, yeah. real financials, just life insurance. Right. But, you know, simple issue, mainly. Mm -hmm. You can get into the investments if you want, because obviously you're an independent 1099 right. commission only licensed underwriter. Right? Right. But to me, it's like, if you get a thousand people out there showing them how to write insurance, because mm -hmm. it's not that difficult to make two, 300 grand a year. Right. Oh no. Easy. Yeah. So it's like, there's a lot of people stuck in the rat race, holding construction signs, like doing hard work. And they don't realize, dude, you're working twice as hard as you need to be. You could do very easy work, not easy, meaning like easy, but easy, meaning it's simple, not, not simple, manual. Not yes. You know, back breaking work. Mm -hmm. People are like, Oh, I love back breaking work. Cool. Like <laughs> someone needs to do it. Yeah. I don't necessarily <laughs> like it. Yeah. No, I'd rather work with a pen in my hand and say, how can I help you? Yes. You know, oh, you're looking for some coverage. Well, fantastic. And da, 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 da. Make myself a couple hundred grand a year. Um, but that's to me a path out of the rat race. Mm -hmm. Totally. So you're trying to help onesie twosie people. Like if the bomb squad's listening right now, they're like, well, I'll call him and see if he can help with my business. And now you're doing this one-on-one -on -one nonsense. So pretty soon your time's going to be 
what if everybody here wants one-on-one of your time? You only have 24 hours in a day, bro. Right. So what are you going to do? Yeah. And that's where, that's why I love pushing everything through my discord. Cause there's so much that is automated that I've spent my time doing. So that's, that's where it is helpful. And much to what you're saying, like, I know you kind of have your people. That's why I didn't like really mention it. Like I know you do the life insurance stuff, but that's like a route that we're going is like to start to hire them on like literally What's your this contract level. I'm sorry. What's your contract level? How do you mean? What do you get paid when you sell insurance? Oh, so, uh, myself or them, like you. if they're, so we get, um, 50% of first year commission, but, but it's a seven, it's a 10 year trail. So most places who, you who get you 90 to a hundred. So we use guardian reason being, uh, Dude, not I for make, everything. I'll make you a, 20 time better deal better tell him uh, <laughs> well we the reason why i like the guardian is because of the bonus structure and the trails and so it's 50 and then 30 30 30 and then 10 10 10 because before that i was with because we broker it out so i can use whichever company i want but those guys were giving 90 to 110 but then there's nothing on the back end so i was like okay if i build a fat book of business and if i have my well, reps dude, why would you want it on the back end as opposed to the upfront? well there's for a few reasons because i have agents and they're using my rep code and so if they do like just this last month, like I did a hundred just this last month. And then I had two agents do like 25 and 25, like roughly. And so they're going to get half of that and then they don't get any trails. I get their trails plus my trails. So now I start building this up. Now, if I get, you know, a hundred reps selling and everyone's doing, you know, 10, 20 grand a month. Now I'm getting trails on everybody for the next 10 years. And, and now I can you're go not, and You're not, you're not ever going to get to too many people when you're taking all their trails. Well, no, no, that's the thing is like, they still get a percentage of their trails. I'm not saying they get zero, but, yeah, I'm but saying why like, what if you could give them all their trails and all you could. have to do is get a thousand people. But then where do I make any, are you saying like split the front end and they get all the back end? Is that what you're saying? No, I'm saying get a better deal. Oh, I see what you're saying. The deal yeah. you have isn't very good. That's your like old school insurance pay plan is what you are like WFG and PHP and freaking prime America and, and, uh, Apparently guardian never heard of them, but <laughs> they're probably big, right? Yeah. They're pretty big. They're giving you a pay plan. Mm-hmm. And, and, and if you bring someone in, you know, you get paid and all that. Uh, you, you should start your own. Well, no, that it is. So I, I'm sorry. I guess you misunderstood. So yeah, guardian's not like the, can you, can the you pay WFG. me? Can you pay me a hundred percent if I come and sell for you? Yes. If you're only getting 50, how can you give me a hundred? No. So they give out, so that's the plan that I picked. So I don't have to have like the MLM style. Like I don't have to have people under me. They could give me my hundred percent. I would rather have the 50 and then 30, 30, 30, and then 10, 10, 10. Like I'd rather have a 10 year. If you add it up, doesn't it equal the same amount? No, it's more. What's more? The long term? Yeah. The long term ends up being like 120 or 130%, 120%. Yeah, so why not just get 120% up front? You could. I know you could. But the question is, is why wouldn't you? I don't know. Well, and the other one like, is. You don't trust yourself? No, 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 no. You the other one. Make, you wouldn't want to make five times the money you're making? No. So here's the other part, right? The other piece of it is uh, a monthly bonus that is a percentage of. So You only need a monthly bonus is because you're making 50%. Like you don't I need know. monthly bonuses, bro. You need a shit ton of money every month. <laughs> I feel that I feel that because we were doing it with like, I had like Hancock and I had these other guys, right? Like I was, yeah, so those we are broker. carriers, right? Right. So we are like Don financial is like the broker. So we use the different carriers to place the business and then they were paying us out. And so that was okay. Yeah, but, you, but the carrier doesn't pay that. The carrier pays way more than that. And then oh, whoever, whoever's paying you is keeping the difference. They're getting paid up front, bro. Right. Right. 
all that. You know, well, and that's why we switched. So that we were getting everything up front. And then Dude, I what you need to, to be is real financial. Uh, <laughs> I can give you a better contract, man. You guys just, uh, you guys just go sell insurance just like you do now. Okay. Yeah, just get more money. It. Let's talk about you it. You get more money. You won't get no drip, drip, drip. I mean, you do get, you know, recurring, but mm-hmm. all of it up front and then a very small recurring. Right. And that's how it should be. I'm telling you the financial industry is going to flip. It's going to flip those old school pay plans, dude. Once I reveal to the world that how you should be getting paid, I might end up freaking, you know, assassinated by the insurance (laughs) freaking people because dude, right now, like why not get it up front? Yeah. You know, they're, they're dripping it over time. Look, you'll make 120 this way, or I can only give you 90 this way. And a smart guy that's not, you know, in a rush says, well, I'll take this. But dude, you don't need to, you don't need to take it over time mm-hmm. unless you don't trust yourself and you're going to turn into a crackhead. Mm. <laughs> no, you know, all I yeah. would like is 20 grand a month for now. I'll get the rest later. No, dude, give me the whole chunk up front. Give me my money. Yeah. Right. Now you make five times the revenue on the same business you're making because mm-hmm. they're giving it to you all up front. Then you take that money and you invest it in real estate and other things to where you're making money off your money mm-hmm. and it'll outperform all that bullshit. You're, you're saying, you know, chop, 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 or, you know, right. spread out yeah, over time. Yeah, yeah. Hey, do the math. Huh? I'm, I'm recruiting you right, <laughs> on, right on national air. Yeah. I love it. But uh, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't get into, business coaching myself, uh, people always ask me, you know, can you coach me? And it's like, no, cause I don't have a process. Yeah. Like I don't have a, a coaching program. Yeah. That's why I was asking you, do you have like a process? I like do. if I hired you right now, would you say, okay, first Brad, we got to do an audit and then we do this and then yeah. Kelly's going to come in and do that. And then, then we'll get, get these findings and then yes. we'll be able to help you. Yes. Yeah. So we, we, and that's what took so much time this last year is like, that's, what's been great is like working on like building out the content for it. But we like went and like got like the workbooks for it. We got like a lot of like hands-on stuff. So that way now, like when I go hop on a coaching call with you, it's not like, all right, what you got for me today? And like, let's just kind of like BS it for the next hour. Like I actually have like a, like a workbook and we go page by page and we're going to like 60 pages, but this is over four or five phone calls. Full process. Oh Yeah. Yeah, because that's that, that's the, the part that I'm missing. Like, people ask me advice all the time. I just give it to them in the DMs and shit. Yeah. But people ask, why don't you do coaching? And that's why, because I don't have a process, nor do I want one. Yeah. Like, I don't want to hear about your problems all day. And that's, <laughs> and that's nine times out of ten what you yeah. get. Yeah. You got to listen to their whole story. Mm-hmm. You got to listen to all their problems. When in reality, they're fucking excuses. Yep. They're excuses. Because when you break it down and go to the basic fundamentals of the business, they're not doing a lot of the shit that they should be mm-hmm. for and whatever they think they reason. Are. Yep. Even if, I mean, like some people don't, they don't know their problem. They'll come here. They'll say, Hey, they want sales training. Cause I got a bunch of sales trainers on light speed. Yeah. And it turns out they don't need sales training. They need marketing training. They don't know how to get enough customers knocking on their door. You know, our salespeople are cold calling, you know, we need them trained so they can sell more cold calling. Well, you wouldn't need to cold call it if you knew how to market. Right. <laughs> there it is. I, I've been forgetting bombs, by That's the way. That's a good bomb. Yeah, you're probably thinking, I ain't getting no bombs. I, I know. Buy. I was like, come on, man. I'm, like, I'm dropping all these dimes. I, I've, been, I've been forgetting. <laughs> but, uh, dude, I uh, hope in the future you're making millions and millions and millions for yourself. 
And everybody can look back and say, remember when old McNeil was on Brad's podcast? How much are you doing now? You say eight figures? Uh, that's what the company's valued at. Yeah. So I'm probably, I don't know, like five, six. So you got to get to 10. Yeah. Do you have a business uh, coach? Yeah, I do. I do. What's, uh, what's their name? None, uh, none of my business? I got, no, I got a couple of people I work with. So Next Gen, they do a fantastic job. So they got like a full team. It's so like Travis, Minky, Frank, and a bunch of others. Uh, they, they coach do a great you. job. Yeah. So like they, we just finished my website. So again, you go through the Discord, you can see the websites they just built for me. They're beautiful websites. Great coaching. And then I just picked up uh, Nick Santos Sistanzo. Like I love the dude's mind. And I just, I just try to spend say his my last name. I say it fast because I don't know how to say it. <laughs> it's like Santos Estanzo or something no, like that. It's, it's number one. Um, is Santa? Santa? Nastasso. Nastasso. Thank you. Yeah. Or Santa, or, or, Santa Nastasso. Yeah. Nick Santa Nastasso. Nick, I love you. You got to you gotta go. You got to go two names. Santa Nastasso. Santa Nastasso. Nick Santa Nastasso. I oh, love that no, kid. I'm doing it. Nick See, Santa there you Nast- go, man. Nick Santa Nastasso. There it is. Yeah, dude, that dude's a freaking cool dude. Yeah. Man, I'll tell you, every time someone starts bitching and moaning. Oh, my gosh. I say, fucking look up Nick Santa Nastasso. Yep. They go, who's that? I'm like, just look his ass up. Yep. Okay, stop bitching. Stop whining. Stop complaining. Stop making excuses. I know, man. That's a good one to have. Yeah, I love it. Is that why you were at that... Thing I was saw yeah yep yep yeah I just go to follow him around like I love hearing from I love hearing from him and that's the same thing like I went for you guys I didn't go for the company that put that on I, they're Hello? like yeah <laughs> there there were like three people that I was like I gotta hear from these guys did you hear me of course I heard you what did I say you talked about the the million dollars that, uh, amongst many other things but you talked about the million dollars and I've I've used that before in, in some of my stuff as well I think that's super powerful you use my shit of course I use your shit don't you owe me now. I put a little, I put, I go into the mic and say, copyrighted Bradley. <laughs> All right. Dude, I hope people use my shit. And, and, and again, I mean, it's I learned powerful. it somewhere, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Now I make up stuff. I think it's the way I say stuff that, that resonates with people because I keep it simple. There's a lot of people out there trying to use 10 words when they could use three. Mm-hmm. And they, and they want to sound smart mm-hmm. and they want to sound a certain way. And the reason they do that is because they want you to think they're something, which is usually a sign that they're not that. They want you to think that, which is why they use all these big fancy-ass words, when in reality, people should just keep it real. I'm opening a coaching program on how to keep it real. It's called Real Motherfucker. <laughs> I should do that, actually. I'm right. Why it not, now. man? Because if you want to be a real motherfucker, people are like, why do you have to cuss? Well, I was raised poorly. I don't, I don't have to. You know how I know? Because if I'm in front of a, a younger crowd, I was asked one time to talk to these juveniles. Didn't say one cuss word. So I cannot <laughs> if I want to. I don't know why I do. Do you cuss? Uh, I cussed when I got pulled over this morning, but I try not to. Now, did you guys both grow up Mormon? Mm-hmm. In Arizona? Yep. Interesting. Like going to the stake every... Uh, <laughs> yeah. Going to the... the did our you go war, on missions and all that? I did. I served in Chile, in Santiago, and Chile. And you guys have never fell away. What do you say to those that fall away from the Mormon church? It's just a community of love, man. 
Like it seems it, like it. It's all it is. I, it's all I, it is. I, sometimes I meet Mormons that are no longer Mormons, and every time I say, "Why? What, why are you a Mormon?" I say, "Why? Why are you not a Mormon anymore?" And they're like, "Oh, you know, it's just long story." And I'm like, "What? <laughs> I got time? Tell like, me. What, yeah, tell me what the deal is, because every yeah. Mormon I know are the nicest people ever. Yeah, they. That's they, it, man. It's like sometimes there's. It's like internal pressure, a little bit of external pressure, but the things worth having aren't easy. Right. So if someone is in that space, it's like, dude, it's just, we're here. Like we and still you guys love met you. in high matter. school. Yeah. We met in high school. She had a boyfriend. Are you married? So how old are you? Okay. So when you're, if you're Mormon, why that? <laughs> smart. See, yep. smart. So at the end of the day, I was, I was talking to these guys the other day and they were, younger Mormon dudes and we were having discussions and they said something about, well, they don't get to have sex till they're married. Well, supposedly. And then they told me, so what they do instead is they soak. And I'm like, Oh my god! I'm like, what, what the fuck, what the fuck is soak? And they basically told me what soaking was. And I'm like, dude, that's fucking like, see, <laughs> that's just, you're just, you're just bending the law. Like yeah. if you're not supposed Creating to create in their own rules. Well, exactly. You can't do that, man. If you're going to claim that you're something, be do it. all of it. And yep. if you're not going to be all of it, why would you claim it? Right. You know, well, we're not allowed to have sex. So I, we just stick it in and don't move, <laughs> which, which would be impossible. Right. Yeah. And then if I were a Mormon, I'd be like, I'd soak, I'd just be really uh, undecided. Often, <laughs> like I'd be like, let's do it. No, let's don't. Yeah, let's do. No, let's don't. No, yeah, stop. let's do. No, let's not. But have yeah. you guys heard of soaking? So it's yes. a thing. Yeah, Mormons. It got shut down soaking. quick. No, I don't know anybody. Hey. I heard that happen though, and that got shut down quick. Mormons, if you're like listening, little... stop soaking. <laughs> okay, it's not good. But right. hey, I hear. I hear. Good things from my brother. My brother's a Mormon. He thinks I'm supposed to be one. I said, well, how, do, how do you know? He said, call the missionaries over and let them talk to you. So I said, I said, cool, come over and talk to me. And they had me open up thing. I think it was called Moroni or some shit. Mm -hmm. And they said, you need to just open the book and pray on it. And so we did. And I didn't hear nothing. <laughs> they said I would, but I didn't. So what does that mean? Or maybe they're not talking. I don't know. Yeah. Did you guys read the book? I mean, the, the know what I'm talking about? Yep. Yeah. So did you have that happen to you or you just raised that way? No. Well, especially like if, if we were, if I was going to go serve and go to like a foreign country and leave my family, friends, technology, everything for two years, like I had to know, like I wasn't going to waste That's my time. That's what I'm talking about. I, I want to know. know. Yeah. That's why I keep searching. I'm, yeah. I'm seeking right now. And, and the Bible says, seek and ye shall find. Right. Yep. So I'm just doing what I'm told. Yeah. Now, what if I died right in the middle of doing what I'm told seeking? Am I going to hell? No, the, it could be a conversation for another day. By the end of the day, it's, it's what your heart is. Like if you would have gotten the truth and you would have acted on it, the same would have been happened in heaven. I know, but am I going to hell now? Because I did hear your truth. If you heard it and you didn't act on it, I don't know. Well, the only reason but if I didn't you, act if on you it is know, if you know for sure, you get like that undenying, like you're not going to have the heavens open up and God himself, right? Because it's faith, right? But if you have that prompt and that feeling and it's strong and you don't act on it, that's on you. But well, if yeah, you, like if I had that, because again, you know, I, I did the book, was it Moroni something? Chapter 12? What is it? 
I don't know which one they're talking I'll about. They, there's a bunch of different ones. Huh? It was it was one of those because my brother said, Brad, I'm telling you, you just have him come over and you pray and, and he'll answer you. So I was expecting that to happen and I was expecting a strong feeling and I didn't have one. So I'm thinking either Mormons don't like me. Or not Mormons, but you know, whatever. But no, I think there's Just keep seeking, man. Keep I'm asking. seeking because yeah. here's what I think. I think there's truth in all of them, and it's based on the truth because mm-hmm. there is the truth. It could be the Mormons, could be the Catholics. I doubt it's the Catholics. <laughs> could be the Jews. Could be the Buddhists. Could be the Kabbalists. What? How, you know how many religions there are? Yeah. You, th- you, you, there's only going to be one that's correct. Isn't that crazy? If you put all the religions in a room, <clears throat> they're all arguing over one. They all agree on everything except one. See what I'm saying? So if you had Mormons and, and, and Catholics and all the different religions in a room, they'd all agree on everything except one thing. Isn't that weird? How'd this go religious? <clears throat> I don't know, man. You're getting Damn, all choked up, too. Stri- it's the strips. <laughs> it's the strips. Um, well, dude, I appreciate you coming all the way yeah, down. Thank you, man. I, for the bomb squad listening, you know, give my man a call if if you want to learn how to scale your business. If you, you say you specialize in six, seven figure entrepreneurs. Yeah. Yep. Athletes. Yep maybe coming into some money, don't know what to do with it. Well, especially now with NIL, right? The name image likeness. A lot of these kids are like, so I'm talking about the new college stuff. Yeah. That that's like my biggest opportunity right now because there's a lot of college kids. Like I just talked to a kid just like literally last week, he got offered a seven figure contract by a company for NIL. If he went to, I won't say a large university. And now it's like, now there's all these politics coming in. He's like, dude, like I would love to play football there, but dude, I'm 16, 17. What am I going to do in the million dollars? And that's like terrifying. If you're so, smart, invest it. Yeah, but you're 17. Like no one's teaching you that. Nobody. Especially if you like, dude, if you're and really the, good at like football, your life was football, not economics. Not only that, a lot of people will try to help him, quote unquote, help oh, him. Yeah, and they'll help them. him right out of their money. Yep. And that's just terrifying, man. And so like, I really like genuinely, genuinely want to like help these kids out. Like, dude, I got, I got nothing else to gain from it. Like. I'm doing okay. Like I'm happy. Like if, if I stop making more money, like I got enough assets to cover me forever. Like I'm good. So now like I genuinely, of course I want to continue to grow, but like I want to help kids, man, like someone to trust. Like that's probably the hardest thing is they don't know who to trust. You can figure out anybody can open a Vanguard account, throw their money in there. Right. But like who can they trust to like look out, help guide them, guide them, guide them, mentor them. Yeah. That's it, man. And so I want to be that guy. Boom. Folks, you guys heard it. Until next time, keep it real. Dropping bombs with the real Bradley. Subscribe now.